I was so sure I was going to faint. I was standing there with 30, 30 pairs of eyes staring back at me. I was so completely mortified and terrified. I had no clue what I was about to say. I just knew I needed to do something. Have you ever felt something similar where you are just so terrified and so afraid that you feel paralyzed and you have no idea what to do? Especially if it's a high stakes situation where you know that there's a lot riding on this one thing but just can't seem to get yourself to move. Well, that's how I felt my first day of teaching. I was 20, 20, when I stood for the first time in front of a class full of kids, ninth graders to boot, and I had no clue what I was supposed to do. All I knew was that if I didn't do something within the next few seconds, all hell was gonna break loose. There was going to be chaos that was going that was going to ensue, and there was no way I was going to be able to rein it back in. So I knew I needed to do something, anything. So I took a deep breath and I thought to myself, "Okay, you can do this. Just take it one step at a time." That was without a doubt one of the most terrifying moments of my life, and I will tell you more about how I handled it and how it turned out later. But what I want us to do today and what I want us to focus on today is how do you move from fear to action in a way that is actually productive and effective. We've been talking about the importance of liberating your voice, how your voice has power and how to unleash the power of that voice that you were given. But today I want us to get more technical and more practical and talk about, okay, we know the voice is important, but how do we move? from the fear of speaking or the fear of doing whatever it is that we need to do to actually taking action. If that is something you have wondered, if that is something you have struggled with, please join me in this conversation of Sincerely Speaking as we discuss how to move from fear to action. Communication. Its effective use is the key to success in business, relationships, and life. Yet, we're never taught to use communication in a way that is effective, productive, and positive. The result? Interactions that lead to overwhelm, stress, discontent, lack of motivation, poor relationships, and the feeling of not being fully heard. We're engaged in a permanent tug-of-war, not the true flow of proper communication. Is there a way to fix this? Can the way we communicate truly be the key to achieving balance and success in all aspects of our life? Join me, Marcia Amaro, as we explore the answers to these and other communication, influence, connection, and success questions here on Sincerely Speaking. That day, my first teaching experience was by far the most educational moment of my life. I don't think that I've had very many other moments other than becoming a mom that ever placed me so quickly in such a vulnerable space where I just knew if I didn't take action, the consequences were going to be disastrous. Now, as you can imagine, for an introverted, kind of shy person to stand in front of a group of 30 ninth graders, and you know ninth graders, teenagers in general, they're judging you, they're looking at you, they're thinking all these things, and most of them are waiting to see to take their cues from me, 
to see what they would do next, to see whether they would behave or act out, to see whether this was going to be a class in which they were going to be able to take advantage of me or whether it was going to be a class in which they needed to behave. And all of that was riding on this first impression. So I want to share with you today four things that I learned that day and that I've perfected through the years that help me and allow me to move from paralyzing fear to taking action, particularly when it comes to speaking in front of others, but it can really be applied to any situation in which you know you're afraid, but you also know you need to do this because it is ultimately in your best interest to do something or take action in whatever it is that you're facing. So again, four things that I'm going to share with you today that will help you move from fear to action. Are you ready? The first one is to move out of your head and into your body. What do I mean by that? The thing that paralyzes us when we are afraid are the thoughts racing through our head. What are you going to do now? You're going to freeze. You can't do this. You're ridiculous. Why are you standing here? Right? All these negative thoughts are the things that paralyze you because you have all these voices in your head competing for your attention and also competing for which one is going to be the loudest and the loudest one is going to win the loudest one is the one that is going to either propel you to action or paralyze you permanently so the way you get out of the grip of all of these voices is to move out of your head and into your body and that's a lot easier said than done right so how do you do that if you can get your body to move there's the story of this tightrope walker who was very famous in the early years of the circus. And he once was asked by somebody, how did he get the nerve to walk the tightrope? It was really high. He did it without a net. And he did it daily, two or three times sometimes in a day. So a reporter wanted to know, and he was just asked, okay, how do you do this? How do you stand on this very thin rope and walk cross with all these eyes watching you and doing all these things his response was i just throw my heart into the line and my body follows so he used his motivation he used his desire to entertain and he used his why to propel his himself and his body but once his body was moving there was no stopping him there was no going back so we need to do something similar in the middle of the fear the first thing we need to do is stop trying to keep yourself from being scared. The more you tell yourself, don't be scared, don't be frightened, don't be, it's going to be okay, the more nervous you get counterintuitively. So the first thing you need to do is release that feeling. It's just let it go in the sense of allowing your body to feel it without allowing it to overcome. So how do you do that? You just go numb. You just allow your body to be completely numb and slack. And I know that that sounds weird, but even standing there in front of the classroom, that was what the deep breath did for me. I took in a deep breath, I released it, and in releasing it, I released my entire body. Just kind of be free and, and numb and limp and just not trying to control anything. After I was able to do that, then I needed to reset my body, right? I couldn't just stand in front of 30 kids 
looking like I was this rag doll that was about to collapse. So the next thing I need to do is reset my body. And if you have ever heard of Amy McCready, she talks about power poses and how to use your physiology to help your state, to help the way you feel and the way you act and to give you the courage to go forward. So one of the things that you can do is after you go numb for about 20, 30 seconds, and you're like, okay, there's nothing here but this feeling of fear or this feeling of anticipation or this feeling of expectation, then go, okay, what should my body look like if I feel energized? And reposition your body in the way that you do when you feel confident or energized about something, which is usually shoulders back, chin up, chest wide, right? And just start repositioning your body to go back to that posture that you usually assume when you feel confident and when you feel strong. And as you do that, work on refocusing your attention. So instead of putting your attention on yourself or on all the eyes that are on you, look for one friendly face. Look for one face that looks like it's rooting for you. Look for one pair of eyes that shows compassion. If you can't find it, then look for a nice scenery on the wall. <laughs> look for something that is going to take your attention away from the fact that you're standing in front of so many and refocus on just one thing one thing that you're going to look at so the first thing you're going to do again is just release the control and release the desire to just tense up and get small and shiver or do whatever it is that you typically do when you're afraid and allow your body to just rest even in standing position to just kind of go limp then Reset your body to assume the posture that you normally do when you feel confident. For most people, that's shoulders back, chin up, chest wide. And then refocus your attention. Instead of looking at all the million things that might be going through your head, focus on one. On finding a compassionate pair of eyes, a sympathetic smile, or a nice picture on the wall. Something that you can focus on. One thing that you can focus on that is going to take your attention away from the multitude of things. Right? Then, second, number two, is change the quality of your questions. If you go back and re-listen to the things that I said usually go through people's minds, a lot of them are questions. What are you doing here? How did you get here? What made you think you could do this? Why are you here? Now, the reality of, of it is that the quality of your questions frame the quality of your thinking and the quality of your actions. So if you can change your questions, you will change your attitude. You will change your perception of things. You will be able to reframe everything around you. So stop the negative questions and have two or three positive questions that you use as your defaults, right? That you use as your go-to questions when you're in a stressful situation. It doesn't just have to be fear, any kind of stressful situation. So for me, those questions are, how can you add value here? So how can I do something to add value in this moment to the people that are with me? The second one is how can I have fun? How can I make this fun for me and for them? And the third one is what can you learn from this? What can I learn from this? So again, my questions are how can I add value to the space? How can I make this fun for myself and for the other people involved? And how, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from this experience? And as I shift to those questions, I start rethinking 
my posture. I start rethinking what I'm feeling even. I start rethinking what I'm experiencing around me. Because all of a sudden, it's not about 30 or 50 or 100 or a 1,000 pair of eyes looking at me. It's about the one person or the one conversation that I'm having with someone that I'm trying to impact positively, with someone that I'm trying to add some value to, with someone that I'm trying to help in some way. So if you can change the quality of your questions, if you can find two or three default questions that you instantly practice bringing to the forefront of your mind when you are feeling these stressful or fearful emotions, then you can start reframing and looking at things a little bit different, which will allow you to do number three, which is shift your focus. And we talked a little bit about refocusing your vision, like physically refocusing what you're looking at. But now I'm talking about shifting your mental focus. One of the main, main things that makes us terrified fearful, stressed, when we are in new situations particularly, when we are trying to speak in front of an audience for the first time, when we are trying to venture into a new project or whatever it is that we're doing, is that we're focusing so much on us and we're focusing on our own weaknesses or our own inabilities or our own lack of experience or our own fears so the focus is very inward typically when we are feeling the stress and the fear the way to rise out of that faster the way to snap out of it faster is to shift the focus outward so instead of thinking about me 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 me, i'm afraid i'm incapable i'm not enough i don't have the skills i don't have the qualifications whatever shift the focus outward and start thinking about the people in front of you, right? What do they need? How can I generously give to them? How can I be of service to them? How can I impact them? And if even that is too much, shift the focus from the many to the few, which is kind of something I hinted at when I was talking about finding one pair of sympathetic eyes. So instead of thinking I have a thousand people in front of me, think about one person at a time. So I'm having a conversation with that one participant. I'm having a conversation with that one person in this community. I'm having a conversation with that one set of eyes instead of all of them. So shift your focus from being inwardly focused to outwardly focused. So instead of focusing on what you can do or what you can bring or what you need or what you're feeling, focus on what they need what you can give them what they can get from this what they can benefit from and then shift from thinking about the many to thinking about just one honestly talking to a thousand people should feel the same as talking to one because you should be focusing on just one person at a time and actually trying to make contact with one pair of eyes at the time at a time if you're not comfortable moving around from one pair of eyes to the other or locking in somebody else's sight or somebody else's glare as you're talking then shift from one section of the space to another for about three seconds right just keep your focus on one thing or on one pair of eyes for three seconds and then move it around and try to take up all the space around you as you do this and then number four is understanding where confidence actually comes from. 
Now let's think about something that is pretty common to all of us. Tying your shoelaces. All of us, I am willing to bet, know how to tie our shoelaces. And most of us probably do it pretty confidently, right? And um, none of us stop to think, oh wait, I have to tie my shoelaces. How am I going to do this? Why do I need to tie my shoelaces? This is so, right? We don't stop to second guess ourselves anymore. But why? Why is it that tying our shoelaces doesn't cause us any stress anymore? I'm sure it did at some point when we were little and we didn't know what to do and somebody asked us to tie our own shoelaces and we were like, right? But why doesn't it cause us any stress anymore? Driving. If you drive, you have probably experienced a shift from 10 and 2 and all 10s and checking all the mirrors and looking all around and not knowing what to do to being able to drive with one hand while putting makeup on and eating a snack and shifting gears if you do a stick shift, right? So you go from tense and stressed and fearful to completely confident. But why? What is it that in these situations moves us from being stressed and unsure to being so confident that we don't even think about it, where it becomes second nature? And I'm sure by now you have probably thought of what it is. It's practice. It's repetition. It's taking action. So confidence doesn't and never comes from thinking about things or planning things or reading books. Confidence comes from action and engagement. It comes from actually doing so the one way to rise from fear to action and never revert to, or very rarely, revert to the place where fear can paralyze you. I mean, you will always feel, feel the fear. That's not going to completely go away. I hate to be the one to break it to you. But the one way to go so quickly from fear to action that you barely are conscious of it anymore. The one way to make it so automatic that fear doesn't paralyze you anymore is to take action and take action as often as possible. To take action and practice as often and in as many different scenarios as you can. So whatever it is that is scaring you, whatever it is that is causing you to feel paralyzed or frightened, go for it throw yourself, be like that tightrope walker, throw your heart first and your body will follow and just go and do it. And you will see that the more you do it, the more you practice it, the more engaged you are in it, the more confident you will feel. So again, just to recap, in order to move from fear to action, there are four simple steps. The first one is move out of your head and into your body. And you do that by releasing the need to control what you're feeling resetting your body to the posture that you usually assume when you feel confident and refocusing what you're looking at from trying to look at everything to focusing on one thing that gives you comfort. Then number two, change the quality of your questions. Go from those questions that disempower you, that remove your strength, to those questions that allow you to understand that you can do this, that there is something to be gained from this, that there is a purpose behind it like the questions how can i serve what can i give that it's generous what how can i add value and what can i learn from this number three shift your mental focus from inward to outward from, yeah from so from focusing on what's making you afraid to focusing on what you can provide for the people around you and also from the many to the one the one
and then finally understand that confidence comes from actual engagement not from planning studying or reading or just postponing it right so take action take action now take consistent deliberate imperfect action because the more you allow yourself to be in the space the more confident you will increasingly become I want to sincerely thank you for spending this time with me today. I know you have a million things you could be doing, so I appreciate you tuning in. If you have found value in this conversation, please share it with others. And as a thank you, I'd like to invite you to download a free copy of my Tough Talks checklist, which will walk you through how to transform even the most difficult conversations into tools for connection, respect, and collaboration. Simply visit marciamaro.com for details. Until next time, I'm Marcia Amaro, and this has been Sincerely Speaking.